0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon, three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become Fundamentally Drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we are going to start a bit of a series. Um, We've been mulling over for months here. Um, that's always sarcasm. We're really on the fly and just do things, you know, at a whim, but it's lots of fun and we're glad you're listening. <laughs> and so we hope you enjoy it. Uh, but something that kind of, uh, Everett and to just be honest about what we talked about is, is a lot of times we have conversations about things that we disagree with, or maybe, uh, things in the in Christianity, um, that we disagree with or have a different thought on and things like that. And so as a spin to that, um, we thought we would do a series on what we believe. And um, not just as a point-based discussion, even though it kind of is. Uh, what we're doing is is in the Book of Common Prayer, um, which is a, a book that we use in our worship services and, and individual as well, um, and uh, can be used in many ways, there is uh, something called an outline of faith. So if you have that book or if you look it up online, Uh, We're just going to go through this. um, It's also known as a catechism, and so it is a, like the name says, an outline of faith, but we're going to go through these sections, and um, maybe one section per episode, we don't really know. We're just going to kind of go through, and it offers questions and answers and um, different uh, sections as well as, as we bring each one up, we'll talk about them. That maybe couldn't have been more poorly described. <laughs> so, hopefully, hey, that sister. made sense. <laughs> and what was that, Everett?
1: My my brother in law at his Catholic church uh, for a while they did a ca- catechism and cocktails. Oh, really? I think everybody out there should pour themselves uh, their favorite uh, adult beverage or um, attractive alternative uh, drink oh, an alcoholic. and alcoholic. <laughs> Joy, coffee, Some brilliance being ready to be brilliance
0: <laughs> from the Book of Common Prayer, not from us. <laughs> okay, so coffee and catechism. There we go. Um so <laughs> Cocktails
1: and Catechism.
0: What's that? Cocktails and catechism. Yeah, we, we can't we can't take their name. We gotta name our own. So all right, Cocktails. here we go. Uh, So page 845, uh, for those of you following along who paused the podcast to go get your (laughs) book of common prayer. Okay, so the first section is uh, human nature. And uh, so the first question um, is, what are we by nature? And the answer to that is, we are part of God's creation made in the image of God. We are part of God's creation, made in the image of God. Now, so all right, I, I'm totally interested to see where you two go. Um, I mean, God's creation—that uh, mm, I, I I get that, but I'm curious uh, what you all think about made in the image means. So, someone take it away.
2: <clears throat> Everett.
1: <laughs> well, uh, so I really I, I really love. Um, this sort of way of, of reflecting upon what, what does it mean to be part of God's creation? in um, the, the creeds that we recite each Sunday, we say through Christ, all things were made. Um, and it's just a reminder that if Christ made us, then at our, like at our core, um, we aren't, we aren't junk. And, and I think, you know, there's a tendency in the wider christian culture in order when we talk about like sin and and the need for salvation we can sometimes like overplay or overstate how horrible and wretched we are you go back and you think about like maybe jonathan edward's sermon sinners in the hands of an angry god um and 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 i think there's some there's some times in which um you know we need to be careful not to think too highly of ourselves because we are fallen creatures. Um, but it just, it, it reminds us that at the core, at the base, at the very beginning, um, that, we are, that we are made as image bearers of God, that we are made um, through Christ uh, to, uh, to have this sort of special relationship with God that is different than the rest of creation.
0: You know, I feel like there's two, well, sure, there's two fields of thought in this, and that one being we are broken, um, and that's a commonly used um, phrase, I guess. And and so that is, you know, I, I am I am a sinner and so on, and, and sometimes that can be uh, pushed to the point of extreme of shame and so on. And then there's another field of thought is that I am good, and I can do no wrong. And I feel like in Christianity, that faith, there's those two sides. And then, of course, there's everything in the middle of that. Um, but I feel like that's two parts of it. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of people, as you said, which Tom talked about this being uh, deemed good in uh, the creation poem in, in Genesis... And uh, that, that's not something that we think about often. Like under all this, we were made and we are good and uh, very good. Um, if you're depending on which, which version you read. read. And so um, I think that's important to remember because especially uh, when we can't get out of our own way, we forget that. You know, and there's a lot of shame and guilt that go along with that, and those are, man, that just builds complacency and self hate, and uh, so remembering that I think is so important. That uh, if you open up that, uh, you know, the first page of the Bible and read that, remembering that we started from there, and that's so important as opposed to, oh, I'm broken, and I I do this because of this, and I'm so bad. Tom, thoughts on it? Anything here?
2: I think part of What it means that we are made in God's image, as Everett said, it's everything flows from this. So it's not just the Christians or, you know, it's not just the people of your denomination or it's not just the people you agree with. Every human ever made, ever born that will come, that has been, is made in God's image. And that means we're connected, we're uh, brothers and sisters. That means that we are like God in the sense that we have a soul, that we can, we have the ability to be good like God, to be, um, to have love as the essential part of our nature, to be Like uh, they say in Hebrews, the angels, you know, are real curious about us because we are this like a mix between animal and angel. We have this big eternal soul and this little uh, temporary body But what we do in the body can affect our soul and teach our soul either good in good or bad ways. So it has to start with this point that we're made in God's image. And we kind of talked about this last, or I don't know when they heard it or when it will come out, but the last podcast we recorded was about grace. We're saved by grace through faith. And we have to, I think we. this is the place to start, not with our complete depravity, but with the goodness of God that's in us from the beginning.
1: And, and a lot, some of the early um, church fathers and mothers, when reflecting upon the incarnation, God becoming human in Jesus Christ, saw that as a positive statement about creation. Um, that if if we were junk, God would not have um, come among us, right? So God would have just kind of sent down this divine uh, super being, the superhero. Um, but mm-hmm. what God does is something different, and God um, claims all of humanity. And so it makes the incarnation much more powerful when we think about about it that way. I mean, it's 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 an affirmation of the goodness of creation, the goodness of human beings. Um, Which, yeah, I think we I think I just think we forget forget that.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, I grew up thinking that the image of God. is something to where, okay, what this means is that God has, you know, two legs and two arms, right? A heart and so on. And, um, and I mean, that that's something that I would say as a child um, that I understood it as made in the image. I don't know how often I heard this or anything, but it was just, that's what stuck in my head and continued on. And I still think that we have a lot of people, um, including myself, even when I talk about it, it's just because I, thought it so long it's so hard to get rid of or change um but made in the image um the uh the guys and gals (laughs) at the bible project um did a video image of god and i highly recommend it and i'll try to remember put it in the show notes um but image in um in hebrew is is and i say this wrong because i keep forgetting it's it's t-s-e-l-e-m and um i forget if it's teslam or salem And um, what that meant for them was an image of God. Uh, That word image was like an idol too. So in antiquity or ancient times, you you, um, would walk into a temple and outside of that temple would be two large pillars or something or statues that would symbolize the God. And earth is God's temple. And we are those Idols, those images on it, and so we are to reflect God, right? Just like a symbol to others, and that's kind of where along the lines they went. And once I heard that, I mean, that just completely just changed uh, how I viewed being made in the image of God and reflecting God to the world, uh, basically reflecting. God's image to the world and um, when you think about that I I think it's um, many people have talked about build we build bridges and we in between them and God and show them God and and if you think about that as you being an image to reflect God I think that's really powerful and uh, positive and something to remember as we just go through daily life Um, you don't have to be you know (laughs) I started to say Joel Osteen (laughs) you don't have to be a priest Um, you know you don't have to be someone who teaches Christian formation you don't have to be some monk you can just be yourself and be the image reflecting God into the world as you go about throughout your daily life and I think keeping that in mind and what we are and the power behind that and that's part of our royal priesthood is such an important thing and it's something that is You don't have to be, you know, like I said, in the spotlight to do that. It can be done by through relationship in everyday life.
2: So I think that builds. That's a good segue into the rest of this first section, which really they all the questions have to do with our purpose. And so maybe the best way to understand what human nature is um, is is by knowing what our purpose is. Uh, There's a good article on Patheos about the Anglican Episcopal view of God. I'll send it to you, Justin, so maybe you can put it in the show notes, but he he cites um, the beginning of our worship service where we say they collect for purity that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. So that's The goal of humanity is to love God, to magnify God's name. And the way we can do that is God has given us the freedom and the ability to make good choices, to live in harmony with creation, with each other. But uh, we often choose not to. But if we know what our purpose is, maybe, maybe part of the problem we don't choose to is we're always hearing about how horrible we are. Yeah.
1: Right. You know, and 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 a word I don't know that we use a whole lot in our culture is the word vocation. Um, It it seems to have been relegated to those who have um, a religious calling that they have a religious vocation. Um, But I, I think you know, building on what Tom says is, is that we have a vocation. which is to live in harmony with creation, to live in harmony with God. And out of that flows, you know, what it is that we do. So it's not like we have a vocation and then we have a profession that they are are sort of one and the same. There was this great book I read years ago, and I, I think it's called like The Monday Connection. And it just it, it sort of asks the question of how does our everyday life and choices really reflect what Tom talked about in that call it for purity, um, which totally sort of checked. Like when we think about it in terms of calling or vocation that each of us has placed into us in creation,
0: I think that changes
1: it a little bit. Hmm.
0: The, uh, is it, what day is it in some, uh, what, what feast day or Sunday is it that they do the song of, and some were doctors and some were this and someone that, what is uh. that? Generally all Saints day I thought it was all Saints okay okay so yeah just calling to the common right um, I say it that way but maybe that's not it so it, again it's not that you that we have to be in certain positions it's just that in everyday life we are called to uh, these things so uh, Tom, you jumped into number two um, which was what does it mean to be created in the image of God? And the answer there is it means that we are free to make choices, to love, to create, to reason, and to live in harmony with creation and with God. To reason. I thought that was an interesting thought in there, um, which goes to the three-legged stool or or Everett's tricycle. (laughs) So in the yeah. Episcopal faith, have we talked about this? Surely we have. Um I'll just summarize it. So there is um what's what's his what's his first name? I know his last wow. name's Hooker. Yep, that's right. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Okay, so <laughs> a guy named Hooker, um, everyone giggle, um, was created the the three-legged stool uh which is gosh i am just terrible with my words this morning I'm, they're not coming out not flowing and a three-legged stool is basically a basis for faith in the episcopal church which is uh the three legs of the stool are tradition, scripture and the bible no sorry reason <laughs> tradition a- scripture and reason <laughs>
1: Hooker H- Hooker uh, never talks about a three-legged stool. That's something that somebody made up at some point in trademark. Oh really? You know. Oh, I
0: thought it was that. Okay. So what was yeah. his? What did he say his, before you get to your tricycle? Is it,
1: scripture is the primary way in which we know God, and our understanding of scripture is guided by tradition and God-given reason. And so that's why I talk about the tricycle okay. because. Okay. Go that's ahead.
0: A, talk about the tricycle
1: tricycle you're right the front wheel scripture is the thing that moves the thing but the tricycle is held in balance by the two back wheels which are tradition and god-given reason um and 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 i think that that that's another part of sort of the anglican tradition that we're a part of which has um honored um sort of our minds and our thoughts um You know, again, it kind of goes back to sort of, you know, we're not, we're not junk is, is that we actually have been given by God some intelligence to think about some things.
0: I find that one, um, reason wasn't something because that seems wrong (laughs) originally, um, when I was introduced to this theory, um, and it's something that's like well you can't reason you know you can't reason your way out of this kind of thing and so that that's something that's new to me i mean and um you know i with that i always think of that uh with god's help right so we reason and um but it reminds me of of prayer or meditation or whatever you want to call it a time to sit down in silence and reason reflect on um Purpose on people, on whatever it is that we're doing. Um, To live in harmony with creation and with God. What does that mean? What's that look like?
2: Well, we don't get to see it very often. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's a very good question. What should it look like? Yeah,
1: right. Well, I think it sort of foreshadows something that will be in one of the later parts of the catechism is what... You know, what is the mission of the church? And the mission of the church is to reconcile all people with God and with one another. So mm, okay. it's like we have this purpose to live in harmony with creation, with God, and and that's been broken. Um, and so the church's mission is to point us back to that vocation.
2: Hmm. And it takes strength and courage to do this, as we say in the closing prayer Um, every Sunday. We're asking God to give us strength and courage to love and serve God with gladness and singleness Singleness of heart. Right. And so it's going to take it's not some things that are worth doing are usually hard. The good news is, if you look down two questions later, God is there to help us do these things. But the whole point of this is to say um, we have a mission on earth. We're not just waiting for it to burn, as we talked about a few episodes ago. We have a a goal and a mission, and God is wanting to help us in this.
0: The harmony with creation reminds me, I'm rereading the, I guess I'm starting to call it the Narnia Chronicles, the Chronicles of Narnia, (laughs) and um, the idea that the animals can speak. And they are part of creation and they are working towards bettering creation. And, you know, and that, that just came to mind when I was reading that, um, Tom, do you think the animals will speak?
2: <laughs> well, well that's go
0: ahead,
1: that's the, of the Psalms, right? I mean, it talks about like the trees clapping their hands mm. and the mountains. You know, so it, you know, the Psalms have this really high anthropology about the worship of you know creation's involvement in the worship of God.
2: All right, nice, nice. And so, when I was a kid, I thought, you know, my job is just to save souls. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's nice to do all these other good things, like feed people, or you know, do trash pickups or whatever. The environmentalists, or pff, just whatever you think is good. <laughs> um, and. I thought those we just did those things so hearts could be broken so we could save souls. But, so that's, that's, <laughs> but that's not... We have a job. I mean, when, when God... The very first thing God told humans according to the Genesis story is to tend the garden, to care for creation. When Jesus and Mary are walking out of the garden after the resurrection he's dressed like a gardener. The whole thought is, we have a mission, and doing all that good work in the world is also part of the mission of God, to restore harmony to creation and with each other. Um, We could go on and on, but you get the point. Uh,
0: Tom gave an Easter sermon
2: at our church one time, and he (laughs)
0: Liken Jesus in the garden to having one of those hats, straw hats on and
2: some green crocs. (laughs) So nice to remember. That's what you would have had to been wearing today. Oh, that's a gardener.
0: Uh, Someone's going to say, oh, so to do this, i got to wear green crocs and a straw hat. Okay, so let's move to the next one. Why then? Ooh. (laughs) why then do we live apart from god and out of harmony with creation from the beginning from the beginning from the beginning human beings have misused their freedom and made wrong
2: choices what does that mean well we do it because we've misused our freedom (laughs) that's what he said Uh, we do it all the time
0: (laughs) that freedom of choice um, actually, you know, i I'm sorry. I'm just going to use Bible Pro- Project a lot in that. Um, go look at their summary of the Bible video, and they do a great job of of uh, putting spotlight on the choice, the choice that was made, and and it's reflect and it's and it's uh, reflecting back, I guess, to the Garden and the Fall, and but there's a choice, and at the middle center of that choice is the tree. You know, originally the tree knowledge of good and evil. And then eventually that tree is the cross. And uh, they keep talking about that choice. And, um, we have covered that choice and, and, um, on other episodes like virtue and making that right choice, making that small, um, sometimes small, I should say choice correctly time and time again, moves (laughs) us into a place, bless you. Uh, virtue or Christ likeness. And, and that's something that came to mind as we have misused that and made wrong choices. Anything else on that one? Why do we live apart from God? So that, that, that one holds a lot of weight and, and um, can be kind of toxic for some people living apart from God. What do you, how do you interpret that? And what does that look like to you all? Needed. Um,
1: I mean, I, so I, th- I, th- I think that, that even, and so embedded into this story, um, that we find in, in Genesis of the goodness of creation, um, is also this gift of, of free will and free, free choice. And that, that oftentimes we pick the very thing that we know is not good for us. Paul says, you know, I do the thing that I don't want to do and I don't do the thing that I know I should do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, anybody, you know, recognizes that that's a constant tension in their life. You know, they know I I need to go and I need to go to the gym this morning and I need to, you know, um, eat well and I, I should do, you know, morning prayer. and um, but, but then all of a sudden you're like, man, it's been a really hard day. And so, hey, I think I'm going to go to Brahms and get a burger and shake instead. And, Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, or... Uh, you know, I, I, have got to get these emails done instead of praying or I, I just, you know, I'm going to watch this, mm. this show instead of, you know, taking that, that time for devotion. And, and, and all of us struggle with that very thing. I mean, we, we know what's right, but many times we just, we, we don't do it. Mm.
0: You know, I think there's more to that too. And obviously I'm sure you do too. Sorry. I didn't mean to say obviously, um, But I think there is something that we sometimes think is good. All your examples, I agree with. But sometimes I think that we think there may be good where it's not. Um, And I think that that takes, requires time and reflection. Um, How or whatever that looks like for you. Because um, it just, I, I know we are branded as good in the creation poem, but... I feel like we are also extremely selfish. I feel like our minds can fool us. Um, And sometimes we can choose a good that may not be good for all. And so I think that we also have to sit down and spend time and thought because a reactionary response to doing what is good may not be good for everyone. I mean, it's why businesses have meetings. And why people sit down and take in more, um, not criticism, uh, dang it, man, (laughs) no words this morning, um, thoughts from others, (laughs) um, when they're making decisions as opposed to just making it on their own. And I think that is something too, that not only through prayer or, you know, so on, but just even calling together people in the community and determining what is good, um, because, doing it on our own we may not think of every avenue or everything that can go right or wrong or that is good or that is bad and i think we need to remember that um it's just because if we think that we always know the good choice as you referred to and then when it comes to brahms and working out i get it i know what's the right choice but when it comes to how, what my footprint looks like in the world or how I may still contribute to racism and not even be aware of it. I think we need others to feed into us and hear their thoughts and their experiences. Otherwise, our good may be masked. Uh, We may be getting deceived in that.
2: I don't think it's about point in time decisions. It's about a general direction. Hmm. You mentioned the Chronicles of Narnia. When you get to the end of that book, (gasps) they're walking up and in. And they never get to their destination. Hmm. It's a journey. They have this long journey ahead of them. And it ends by saying there are many more adventures to come. Hmm. And we think of, in the modern kind of Christian world, we think of salvation as I'm lost, then I'm saved. Done. 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 But and then, or I was alive. Now I'm dead. I'm just sitting on a cloud for eternity. Right. But it's it's all about this constant growth in our life and after our life in the next life. We we pray in our funeral prayer that we they'll grant them continual growth in God's service. So this is about a trajectory of your life, not not thinking I made one mistake and so now I'm done. Hmm. I'm now walking apart from God. A constant choosing of continuing to go up and in, as C.S. Lewis wrote. Hmm. I can't read
0: through that without getting to the part where the beaver says uh, about Oslin where, well, now I'm not going to do it where he's like, is he scary or nice or what is that you always say? (laughs) Of course he's not safe, but he's good. Safe. Of course he's not safe, but he's good.
1: -hmm. All right, and I think you know, and and I think that a lot of Christianity has been um, goal oriented, and Mm -hmm. and Tom uses this example of you know, I I start you know I started a marathon when really the point is like running the marathon, it's not starting the marathon. A lot of times we that's how we kind of see faith, like okay, I started, you know, I walked across the line. I said, hey, well, there's a whole. Like it's 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 lifelong and and even as Tom says, like in our prayers, like that there is something on the other side of this life that we continue to 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 grow in the uh, fullness of, of Christ. Um and and, and 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 in some ways for me there's a lot of grace in there because it the moments in which I screw up and I do those things I know I'm not supposed to do, I know that. I have a lifetime of opportunities to make the right choice and to kind of get back on the the treadmill as you would. Um, <laughs> and and so I think there's actually grace in looking at it that way, but we're not, it's, it, it feels like we haven't really been, we haven't really thought of it that way.
0: I agree. Um, the one thing I use with the youth is uh, with the youth uh, is, a tightrope walker. If you're walking over, I don't know, a tightrope on the Grand Canyon, I have no idea. And the focus isn't the end because if you look at the end as you're crossing, you're you're gonna fall. Uh, but it's the present, it's the moment, and it's the next step that is so important. And it's the journey, not the goal um that you're focused on and something someone else gave me that one that's not mine uh so whoever maybe one of you uh but okay we're out of time um that we got halfway through that section that's nice um so hope you enjoyed this um there i i, I realized so much is going to come out of this and uh so hopefully you'll enjoy this series with us and uh as always we thank you for listening and may the peace of the lord be always with you Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.